listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yes, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I cannot believe we are already starting to chat about the holiday season. Walked into the studio this morning. The trees are going up. The lights are going on. And today's first show coming out of the gate. You ready, everybody? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all yeah. the way. Fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> yes, jingle indeed. All the way. And I guess you're wondering why are we playing that song? Well, there's something that I wanted to share with you. There's a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And many of you have heard about uh, the incident with Ellen DeGeneres and, uh, you know, the, the pet situation. Well, we're bringing to you someone that knows a lot about this topic. Diane Pomerantz is joining us today. Today's segment is a new pet is not just for Christmas, it is for life. And so as you're in the mood, as you're in the mode, as you're hearing the tunes, as you're, you know, sucking on the peppermint stick or whatever it is you're doing, you got to know that, yep, that moment that you have to grab that puppy off that shelf, out of that cage, is a moment that is for the rest of your life. And so today we're going to be sharing top five reasons not to buy a pet as a holiday gift and so we're going to talk to diane about that and about why this is such an important conversation um she's received her phd in communications from the university of michigan uh, university of michigan ann arbor and is a certified as a grief recovery specialist by the international Recon- recognized grief grief recovery institute so she not only uh, counsels folks that are in grief from loss but she has also uh, have an incredible campaign around the loss of a loved animal companion and boy do i know a lot about that and so diane welcome to the dr pat show oh what a pleasure to be with you thank you wow this is a big conversation isn't it i mean this is a, a topic that is you know caught the eye of uh, millions of people and yet uh we still have millions of people that go out on the holiday season and see that little you know how much is that mm, mm, window, right? Uh, one with the I was looking for that, and I decided not to get it. <laughs> right? And then we bring them home, and it's like, okay, there's nobody there to really take care of them. Yeah. We impulse buy or we impulse adopt, and I'm all for having a pet. Believe me, I have 18 of my own that are all rescued, uh, were <laughs> abandoned, neglected, and abused. You go, girl. I <laughs> I hope no farther than the 18, believe me. But, you know, I'm picking up the pieces, uh, actually, of people who have impulse bought or impulse adopted and, uh, you know, fell in love with a cute, cuddly, squiggly, uh, charming, friendly, huggable little pet. And then uh, after the holidays, the... the uh, 
the glamour wears off, as it were, and they're stuck with <laughs> picking up poop, <laughs> dealing with pee on the oriental rugs, uh, destructive behaviors, because they haven't planned, they haven't done their homework, they haven't done their research. And if that were my message, that would be the key message to really think about a decision like this. And it's not just catering to the kids that are whining and moaning and cajoling and, Mommy, I need a pet, Daddy, pretty please. We all know their, their tactics, but... Uh, you know, you really want to give this serious deliberation. A lot of times these pets live for many, many years. Hopefully they will, uh, healthy years. But, you know, cats can live up to 22, 23 years old. Uh, smaller dogs can live up into the teens and even 20s. And uh, the large dogs uh, are more prone to live shorter lives from 10 to 12 years and so on. But they're going to be with us for a long time, and we want to give them quality lives. And I think when you adopt a pet, it should be uh, very similar to adopting a child. You're bringing a new living being into your environment, and you have to really think in terms of your lifestyle. Are you equipped space-wise, time-wise in particular? These animals require a lot of TLC, a lot of interaction. And and what Benny and I know is we, we went through uh, what it's like simply to take care of a fish. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And, Absolutely. you know, that, we did an entire show on the Guess fish. Guess what? It needs clean water. <laughs> it needs appropriate food. Right. Yeah, you know. And people think, oh, it's a little goldfish in a bowl, and it goes round and round and round. Uh-uh. This is a living being. Absolutely. And so, you know, this is a topic you're very, very passionate about, certainly with 18 of your animal co- uh, friends with I'd you. I'd have to be, wouldn't I? <laughs> you absolutely. Yeah. It, it, I, that's what I love about doing radio. It's incredible that you get some people that you, are willing to talk about a topic that they don't have any real experience with, but that's not the case with you. Oh, definitely not the case. The diarrhea, the vomit, the blood. Hey, this is all part of that reality. Well, what do you do? How do we handle this when, you know, we're in the mall and we're going, you know, first of all, going to the pet store in the mall. That's a whole other show, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely something we want to know a little information about. But I, le- I learned an experience by doing that. But yeah. what, what can we say to people um, to help them really think this through carefully? You need to research. You need to research the appropriate type of animal, the breed of animal, whether it's a cat or a dog or a guinea pig or a hamster or whatever it might be, you need to go on the net. You need to get out books from the library or buy them and really sit down. And especially if you're a family, you need to arrive at some kind of consensus as to the adaptability of the animal to your lifestyle. Uh, If you've got kids that are just on humongous uh, extracurricular activities and and, have a lot of homework and, and so on and so forth and really don't have time to pay attention to a pet, think really carefully about getting involved because ultimately, and in any case, ultimately the parents are responsible for the overall health and well-being of this pet. But you need to think what's practical. Do your kids have time to play and exercise with them? And also keep in mind that pets can be the most wonderful companion and enriching experience for children, rewarding. They learn responsibility. They learn to be compassionate. Uh, They learn that animals are sentient and they feel pain just like we do. Uh, So uh, children's self-esteem Steam uh, is boosted uh, by the fact that they are caregivers uh, as youngsters, and it teaches them a humaneness, a sense of compassion and responsibility that will serve them well uh, into becoming compa- compassionate, humane adults. 
And, and you know, there is also the other issue that, you know, getting a, a pet for your child doesn't mean as a parent you don't have responsibility. No, absolutely not. Ultimately, you are the responsible caregiver. And the children learn responsibility through your actions. And uh, it's great to sit down as a family and really go through the breeds that are best suited to your lifestyle, everyone's lifestyle, and to delegate responsibility for these animals. And you also need to keep in mind budget. Just because you paid a purchase price for an animal, uh, and hopefully you've adopted an animal because, uh, in my personal humble opinion, there are so many out there that have been returned to shelters because they've been impulse bought or impulse adopted and are on the road to euthanasia. And these animals were couch potatoes, beloved family members till they got too old or they developed some kind of illness that was inconvenient to care for. Uh, you know, we're a disposable, discardable society. We dispose of and discard our elders, as you know. And uh, it's the same in the animal world. Well, you know, he can't jog with me anymore. Or, you know, suddenly uh, I have to give him pills three or four times a day and feed him this and feed him that. And people just don't have the patience for it or stamina. And this shows us a lot about character. And part of this is, is, as you said, I love what you're saying about doing the research because, you know, this is how we separate the heart and the mind right. from the decisions we make. Right. I mean, our heart would say, you know, go ahead and go do that. Uh, and uh, believe me, I know about this. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I have to tell you that uh, my, the, the last companion I had was a collie, looked exactly like Lassie. <laughs> and I went to, uh, I went to, you know, uh, to pick, to pick pick out a puppy and and it happened to go to this amazing place they had these collie puppies and you know what little collie puppies look like yes oh my yes. god yeah uh, it, aren't they like the cutest little ball of fur they're gorgeous yeah and and so i didn't do any of the things that you said I didn't. I didn't do not a single one. And, you know, the, the one that kept jumping up and wanted me to pick him up, that was the one. And I took him home. And what I learned from this, and thank God, thank God that I was in a position to take care of this this, this pup. Because I actually ended up buying my veterinarian a new Mercedes and then a brand new home on the lake because you don't what you don't Welcome know to my world you yeah. don't know and and after three months you know the dog was diagnosed with hip dysplasia he was going to live maybe five years and i said no i'm not taking him back because they you know what they would have done right so this is why we're talking to folks today. We're my, trying to save these lives. We are. And, and to make sure that you, your child, your family has an incredibly rewarding experience because there's nothing really like it, Diane, is there? There isn't. These are unconditionally loving and forgiving friends, companions, family members. Uh, children, as well as adults, confide in our animal companions. I know, mine know my most intimate secrets. <laughs> They'll never tell, which is the other good aspect of it. They will not betray your secrets. Uh, but they afford you a link also with the natural world from which we've all evolved. Mm -hmm. And we don't have all that much contact with nature. Most of us in urban centers were, you know immersed in technology and here these animal companions are spontaneous they amuse us they entertain us i know i have three dachshunds among the 18 those are my small dogs uh -huh. otherwise i have alaskan malamutes and german shepherd anatolian shepherd etc but every time i go to the mailbox these three little dachshunds come in with their arsenal of toys
boys, squeaky, fluffy, puffy. I mean, and it's just, it makes me laugh. And, and you know, there are significant scientific studies that substantiate the health benefits that these animal companions afford us, uh, from improved heart rate to lower blood pressure. They increase the longevity of our lives. They improve the quality of our lives. A lot of people may not realize this. But just that contact, Mm -hmm. someone that's genuine and real and doesn't have an agenda other than to get a treat or a toy. But, you know, exactly uh, not waiting in line to see what they're inheriting from your will and and things like that. Exactly. Let's take take a short break. I am thrilled to have Diane (laughs) Pomerantz joining me today. The website, animalcompanionsandtheirpeople.com. We've got lots to talk about when we come back. Very specifically, we want to uh, explore with you what are the benefits of choosing an older pet as well as some of the things you need to consider before adopting a puppy or another animal even a fish betty we'll be right back Can you work in harmony and prosper with the universe? Find out each week on the radio show, Cosmic Connections with Madeline. Brought to you by the Dr. Pat Show. Every Friday at 10 a.m. on KKNW 1150. Internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick brings you tips, tools, and answers to your questions. Check the show topics at PolarisBusinessGuides.com. That's PolarisBusinessGuides.com. Tune in Fridays at 10 a.m. to Cosmic Connections with Madeline. So you can prosper with the universe. Chocolate. Not only sensual, but powerful. Shasai Dark Unprocessed Chocolate. Highest level of antioxidants in a simple food. Did you know science has shown dark chocolate could help you lose weight? Did you know that you can actually improve your overall health by eating dark chocolate? Or that you can enjoy eating chocolate three or more times a day, guilt-free? Did you know that chocolate actually has a bliss factor? Life with chocolate couldn't be sweeter. Life with chocolate. Have you ever wondered how humans lived for thousands of years with just the power of nature to keep them healthy? Can we live a healthy, long life without dependence on drugs? Dr. Rashmi Pace, naturopathic physician and Ayurvedic clinician, can help you have optimal health and ageless vitality using the science of naturopathic medicine plus the wisdom of the ancient healing arts. Call Dr. Pace at 425-778-8050 or visit lotusnaturalhealthclinic.com I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Carrie O'Connor. Every Monday at 10 a.m. on the Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Carrie can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. Mondays at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. 
Do you need help losing weight? Does your diet need improvement? Are you having problems getting motivated to exercise? At Personal Training Team, they design a program that works for you. Get results and achieve your fitness goals. Train in their private studios, or they'll even come to your home. Visit their website, personaltrainingteam.com, and call for a free consultation at 425-885-4825. At Personal Training Team, they make it personal. Personaltrainingteam.com. Alternative Talk 1150 is now being broadcast in digital quality on FM 98.9 HD3. So rejoice, you early adopters of technology. bring back memories for me. My special guest uh, today is Diane Pomeran. So we're talking about uh, what it is to know about whether or not you buy a, a, a pet for this holiday season. And if you do, what you should be aware of. And I think, Diane, you and I were talking about during the break, we're not saying don't do this. Precisely. What we're saying is use common sense. If you're planning on having the party of the century and you've got relatives flying in from all over the world, this is not the time to adopt a puppy or a kitten or any animal for that matter. Remember, it's like introducing a child into the family. It needs to adjust to its surroundings. It needs to familiarize itself with you and other family members. Uh, so it's not that it's a bad idea to give an, a dog or a cat for Christmas. It can be a wonderful opportunity, but that's if you're having a laid-back, mellow family kind of experience where you're all home and using the time to acquaint yourselves with this animal and have fun with it and start some basic socialization of the animal and uh, again, just getting to know this animal. So uh, if you do that, that's fine. It's, you know, again, a very frenetic, chaotic, turbulent season. We've got emotions flying every which way because we're dealing with friends and relatives that we may not have seen for a while. We've got religious obligations, etc. So if you've got that pace, really wait till after the holidays. And what you can do if you're going to introduce a pet to the family is, you know, uh, as a gift, Give the recipient a photo of the album in a beautiful frame, some accessories, some toys, so that they're all geared up a beautiful leash and collar, ID tag, etc. And then say, we'll pick the animal up after the holidays are over so that we can have some quiet time to get to know him. You know, and this is really a guideline for many people uh, to really when you're looking at uh, bringing a companion animal companion home or, you know, I mean, I, you know, the fish was a big deal. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. You know, Benny and I, we talk about that. I had a friend give me a fish and I thought, oh, I can manage this. And, you know, it was a little goldfish. It was like two. Yeah, two fish. Thank you, Benny. Two, two, two fish. It was yeah. two at first. Originally, it was two. Originally, it was two. Yeah. Originally, it was two. They were like Maybe what? Two inches? If that. If maybe that. an inch and a half, maybe. Right. And uh, within a very short period of time, this, this was this incredible eight-inch, beautiful, fantail. Uh, I went through three fish tanks before I actually had to give it to Benny. And I actually got a larger one as well because it just went swim in circles. I'm like, this isn't cool. He needs to do, have a little more exercise than just a circle route. 
<laughs> yeah, and so that is. So you I built mean, the labyrinth. We and did. Got totally. We did. Oh, I totally we did. did. And we made. A, I probably made every mistake in the book. I had somebody <laughs> tell me, "Go get a little lobster, put it in the bottom, <laughs> and the lobster's going to eat all the icky stuff." Well, the lobster was eating eating the tail of the fish. That's what the lobster <laughs> wanted to eat. So you know, this one, this show is important. Imagine if you could go through that journey with a fish. We're talking a dog, a cat. How much do we really know here? Right, right. And that's why it's so important to contact, you know, local animal welfare organizations, obviously to read about the animal, to go to the net. What a lot of people don't know is that there are uh, specific breed rescue organizations. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, In addition to the basic SPCAs and uh, humane societies, etc., there are rescue organizations that are really consist of very knowledgeable people about a specific breed, whether it's Pomeranians, whether it's Poodles, whether it's German Shepherds, Great Pyrenees, uh, Anatolian Shepherds, whatever it might be. And they take in these animals, usually from shelters, um, and they foster them, and they socialize them, and they correct their any health problems that, that may have arisen. Um, they'll rehabilitate the animal, uh, but it's always an animal that does not bite, that's not aggressive. They make certain of that before they take them in. And then they, uh, especially if you go to, I've adopted a couple of dachshunds from Dachshund Dachshund Rescue of Houston, for example, and they have a photo gallery on the net where you can look at the pictures of the various dachshunds, whether you want a red, a black, a tan, whatever it might be, and it describes the social characteristics of the animal, uh, whether it gets along with other animals, for example, whether it gets along with children, for example, whether it needs to be an only dog, and so on. And it's the same for cats, Persians, Himalayans, whatever your choice might be. And you can learn a lot about the characteristics, the temperaments of these individual animals. Do they enjoy playing with children? Do they need a companion animal? Because I know dachshunds, uh, for example, are very sociable and really usually uh, like to have other companions. And in my house, of course, there are a lot of companions, so they're very happy. But again, those are all considerations. And then you need to consider, again, do you have a budget to accommodate vaccinations, spay neutering, uh, responsible health checkups periodically, uh, if you know, they get bitten, if they get, if they break a bone. Remember, they're like human children, especially puppies and kittens are very fragile. Uh, So you need to be very conscious of all these areas. And also part of this is being conscious of these as well as being conscious of who the heck you are. Yeah. You know, I mean, are are you a fish person? I mean, <laughs> can you actually see yourself cleaning that fish tank? And then you have to know if you're looking at different breeds of dogs and cats. Each of them has their own personality. Absolutely. I mean, I picked a collie and it happened to match who I was at the time. But I don't know if it would today. Yes. <laughs> yes, and you know, we tend to be drawn as to a magnet to certain animals. And I happened to find an Alaskan Malamute stray in a park in Los Angeles when I was living there. His name was Caesar, and uh, it was Caesar who got me into writing about animals, etc. And he was an Alaskan Malamute lab mix, and he taught me so much. And once I knew the breed of Alaskan Malamute, I couldn't be without one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his personality was just so... Uh, magnetic and charismatic mm-hmm. and he was so vulnerable at the same time and so sweet and he'd been so badly abused and there were so many elements to his personality that other Malamutes may not have but most of them have that mischievous sense of humor the uh, intelligence and so that really appealed to me because they're challenging they're not easy 
to the parent. They're quite complicated, mm -hmm. but I love that in my life. And as you say, as I get older, I'm going toward the dachshund den. <laughs> you know, yeah. the hundred pound Malamutes are a little too much for me. <laughs> but you know, dachshunds are really smart. They're really savvy. They're very clever and resourceful. So you know, there's an appreciation for all of these different animals. Benny, do you have a, a type of dog that you are attracted to? Uh, I've always been a big fan of Labradors, Black Lab. As a matter uh -huh. of fact, when I was a kid, we raised them and yeah. uh, just awesome water dogs. I mean, they, they love the water. I mean, they are waiting to jump in and you they look back at you like, can I, can I, yeah. can I, can I go now? How about now? And then you, of course, throw something and then they're still waiting for that command and then bang, they're they in. They never quite get it. I have no, a yellow they don't get it. I have a yellow diving dog mm -hmm. yeah sunny she's great mm -hmm. they love and i love to see dogs just going right after it and they are fast i, I have mean, to yeah. tell really you cool. one of the most embarrassing days of my life was walking my friends two labs a yellow and a black lab around green lake mm -hmm. and these are very calm looking beautiful little labs they're not little but they were calm labs. <laughs> and before i knew it in a heartbeat I was being dragged across <laughs> the lawn about 10 feet into the lake. Yeah, they're very powerful. Very powerful. And boy, and this is what we're talking about. You know, we, t we I mentioned earlier, Diane, I mean, what, if, the advantage of getting an older dog. Can you say a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, they're not as rambunctious. Uh, they don't need to be house trained generally, and they're perfect for middle-aged older people that don't have the time and energy to start training and socializing these dogs. Uh, they're mellow. They kind of <laughs> sleep and nap when you want to sleep and nap. They're not the yipping little puppies that jump and climb all over people, uh, of course, depending on where you've gotten the animal and, and uh, its previous background. But I, we, my husband and I have adopted a lot of geriatric, and by that I I mean, 9, 10, 11 year olds, and they have been the most incredible animals. They've been therapy dogs who go into hospitals, assisted living centers, um, hospice uh, centers, where they are just such a joy. And it seems, you know, and people can relate to them on a different level because they teach us about the aging process and what's what's ahead for us as humans because so many of the conditions arthritis for example uh are conditions that we as humans experience later on in life so uh, they have wonderful lessons and uh they are again so accommodating and adaptable and uh, much mellower than than the young ones so and for kids too they can be great but then you need to tell children that uh, you know talk about illness and old age and mm -hmm. death which can be a wonderful gift for the child because guess what? That child's going to find out about it sooner or later and you're not protecting right. it from anything. Right. And, you know, let's, let's plan to do another show on that because one of the most difficult times for me, Diane, was uh, when I actually had to say goodbye to Travis, my colleague, after 13 years. Yeah. And it's devastating. It is devastating. And one of the things that I did was had somebody come to my home. And I'd love to talk to you about what I believe are the pros and cons of that and we can sure. talk about that after the holidays thank you so sure. much diane for joining us let's give out your website one more time it's animal companions and their people.com outstanding thank you so much for a fun and informative show i i've so appreciate it we're going to take a short break now and when we come back we've got a wow we've got some great programming for you today uh lois einhorn will be joining us we'll, and we'll be talking about forgiveness we'll be right back Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> 